This is the 5 o'clock report, 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, commercial free. I'm Jeff Kaplan. KSL's top story is breaking news on KSL News Radio. A new lawsuit alleges Tim Ballard, Operation Underground Railroad, and the makers of the Sound of Freedom movie knowingly and falsely portrayed a Colombian woman as the leader of a child sex trafficking operation. In the suit filed today, lawyers for Kelly Joanna Suarez Moya says she was lured into a party in Colombia that was organized by Ballard in 2014 with the promise of money for sex with a wealthy American man. Suarez was 20 years old at the time. She claimed she was taken by boat to the party along with nearly 60 young people who volunteered to go to a supposed party. OUR in the Sound of Freedom movie previously claimed claimed dozens of young children were forced to go. Today's lawsuit claims most were actually adults who went voluntarily. Once they arrive, authorities arrested Suarez along with other accused traffickers. Suarez alleges she spent 18 months in prison but was never convicted of any crime. The lawsuit claims none of the young adults were trafficked in any way other than by Ballard. The suit also alleges the false portrayal of Suarez was reiterated years later in the film Sound of Freedom. Jessica Lowell, KSL News Radio. OUR tonight issuing this statement in response to the lawsuit calling it baseless and saying in part we are confident that the facts and law are on our side there's no statement yet from the utah film studio angel studios or from tim ballard's attorneys ksl news time 502 chaplains could have a place in utah schools if lawmakers move forward with this bill a chaplain is a religious leader who gives spiritual and supportive guidance that's sparking debate on the Hill, with some like Representative Angela Romero questioning if this infringes on students' religious freedom. If you have a religion, you can do that through your, your religious institution. And I know there are people that are there to, to do that. It's a phone call away. So I, I really don't feel like this belongs in our schools. Representative Kara Berkland on the other side of the desk spoke positively about chaplains in military groups, but raised the question if the bill would open the door to every religion. I'll be blunt. I don't I don't want someone who professes their loyalty to Satan in our schools, and I would like to make sure that you're going to work on ensuring that that can't happen. The bill moved forward with the committee's only two Democrats with opposing votes. Eric Cabrera, KSL News Radio. A bill that protects religious freedom in the state of Utah is now headed to the governor's desk. KSL News Radio's Heather Peterson with the story. This bill safeguards Utahns with the protections in the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which passed federally more than 30 years ago. The Supreme Court decided years ago that states had their own sovereignty over what sort of things would be restricted. So Utah is now the latest state to affirm those rights. But this bill is unique because it clarifies it'll balance religious freedom with other rights, like those that protect the LGBTQ plus community. If these freedoms are violated, the bill gives people the ability to seek legal action and recover legal fees. Park City is reserving seats on city buses this month to honor Rosa Parks and Claudette Colvin. The symbolic gesture honors the civil rights activists for Black History Month. Colvin may be lesser known, but both women were arrested for refusing to go to the back of the bus and give up their seats for white riders prompting one of the movement's most famous boycotts. KSL News Time 503. Our top national story, former President Trump says he strongly supports IVF. He's calling on lawmakers in Alabama to quickly pass a law to make sure that in vitro fertilization remains available there. Several clinics in Alabama have paused all IVF after the state's highest court ruled that under the law, a frozen embryo is the same as a child. At the same time, a top Republican campaign committee is warning candidates 
do not support this embryo decision in Alabama. The D.C.-based organization that works to elect Senate Republicans in tough statewide races is urging candidates to run as far from the Alabama decision as possible and to express support for IVF and oppose restrictions on it. A memo from the National Republican Senatorial Committee to GOP candidates nationwide says it's imperative that they align with the overwhelming support that surveys have shown for fertility treatments. ABC's Stephen Portnoy in Washington. Governor Cox is in D.C. today. He's meeting with President Biden. While he's there, he spoke to reporters today about border security. This really is on the federal government. There's some disagreement on how much the president can do and, and can't do, and, and, and I, I push back on the president on that. Um, but uh, but we, I, I think there's also general consensus that the Congress does have to do something. Did he mention disagreement? Governor Cox is in D.C. as part of his Disagree Better campaign. A high-altitude balloon has been inter, uh, intercepted over Utah. Just like last year, the U.S. military started tracking this balloon today. Last February, you remember, U.S. fighter jets shot down a Chinese spy balloon. NORAD determined it wasn't this one today, isn't being steered. It doesn't pose a threat. They're going to continue to track and monitor the balloon. First look traffic on the 5 o'clock report. Let's go. Here's Ricky Meese. We do have some slowdowns for those skiers leaving the slopes in Big Cottonwood Canyon in the upper portion in the higher elevation. But once you're about halfway through the canyon, speeds really improve. Now we do have some heavy and slow traffic that's breaking up. This is good news. Northbound I-15, South Salt Lake to downtown. And we don't usually cover this far south, but be aware if you are headed south on I-15 past Utah County, some heavy delays between Mona and Nephi. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Thanks, Ricky. KSL News Time 506. The moon landing yesterday is being hailed as a success. Just one little issue. The Odysseus lunar lander is lying on its side. But the CEO of Intuitive Machines says it looks strong, has full batteries, and it is working. Downloading data from the from the buffers in the spacecraft and commanding the spacecraft and uh, trying to get you surface photos because I know that everyone's hungry for those surface photos. NASA says it hopes to get photos from Odysseus, they call it Odie for short, from Odie in the next few days. We have to be a little patient. He was just keeping his chair warm, but now Scott Strong is the new director of Utah State Parks. He'd been filling in since the old director left a couple of months ago. Scott Strong, previously the park system's director of business management. And a problem at one of the state parks he now runs, there's a waterfall at Gunlock State Park, but there isn't any falling water. KSL News Radio's Alessandra Harris with details. According to the state park website, the water levels in the reservoir are at 100% capacity, but there isn't more than a trickle of water overflowing onto the rocks. However, state park officials tell me that with more storms and the spring runoff approaching, they're expecting the falls to be back soon for an extremely rare second year in a row. To check if the falls are flowing before heading out to the state park, visit stateparks.utah.gov. A federal judge in Tennessee ruled this afternoon the NCAA can no longer enforce its NIL rules, name image likeness rules. It essentially means that colleges can now pay their athletes whatever they want in order to get them to play. KSL Sports Insider Mitch Harper explains. You know, it's going to be about who can pay the most, and we're, we're heading towards a world where I feel like it's it's bound to happen where schools are going to turn these athletes into employees. I mean, that's the only way that you can potentially cap this because 
There's no salary cap like in the pro sports. This could be endless. And by endless, we're talking about athletes making millions and millions of dollars in college. Traffic and weather together brought to you by Sinclair's Dino Pay app. Save up to 20 cents per gallon. Here's Ricky Meese. Well, those slowdowns didn't last long. We are back to almost a completely clear drive northbound I-15 from South Salt Lake to downtown. It's a little busy by 1300 South, but no real delays. Southbound I-15, heavy and slow. No stop and go speeds. That's the good news between 53rd South Murray to 146 South. Looking good on the rest of the Valley Freeways. We still have a little bit of leftover traffic coming from the slopes, creating some slowing downhill in Big Cottonwood Canyon. Josh? Once you get south of the point of the mountain, I-15 delays should disappear, though there are a lot of cars heading southbound. I-15 through Pleasant Grove. Northbound, a bit lighter. We do have a lot of Friday afternoon drivers on University Parkway. That's keeping things slow and packed in both directions on Pioneer Crossing. Expect light delays westbound from the freeway to Saratoga Road. We also have light delays exiting I-15 on US-6 and Spanish Fork. Steve? Well, it looks like a lot of drivers took the day off. We got wide open speeds and uh, uh, good to go on north and southbound 15. We are crash free between Salt Lake and Smith and Edwards in Box Elder County. Same story on 215's West Belt. The Legacy Parkway looking good. The West Davis Highway quiet and uh, same for Highway 89 in South Weber and I-84 rolling clean and green through Weber Canyon. Don't miss the Bedrock Quartz bonus cash event. Get 11%, same as cash allowance, or 12 months. 0% financing on any purchase over $3,000, including countertops, sinks, and more. Visit bedrockquartz.com. Steve Carlson in the KL Traffic Center. As we head through the 5 o'clock hour, we're looking at partly cloudy to mostly sunny skies with temperatures in the upper 40s. We'll slide into the mid-40s by 6, low 40s by 7 and 8, and upper 30s by 9 and 10. Ultimate lows will be in the low 30s under partly cloudy to mostly clear skies. With your hourly forecast on the 5 o'clock report, I'm Kevin Eubank. One hour till sunset. There's a full moon tonight. It's 50 degrees in Salt Lake City. KSL News Time, 512. One of the stories we're following on the 5 o'clock report you expect to see kangaroos in Australia or, or at the zoo, but what about at your local park? KSL News Radio's Heather Peterson has more on the shocking sighting. Police in Texas were called to a park for reports of a kangaroo on the loose, but when they got there, they realized he wasn't an escapee, he was a pet. His name is Rocky, and he was merely enjoying a day at the park with his family. The police got a photo with the marsupial before letting them go back to enjoying the sunny day. Kangaroos need hot, dry climates, and some say places like Texas can give them an environment similar to their home in Australia. Apparently, owning a kangaroo is legal in Texas and 12 other states. Well, we all know Kevin Bacon is very familiar with the Lehigh Roller Mills. Anyone who's seen Footloose knows this, but now he's coming back. The Lehigh Roundup concert in June is going to feature none other than the Bacon Brothers, Kevin and his brother Michael. Perhaps you can thank Governor Cox, who invited Kevin Bacon to Utah for the 40th anniversary of Footloose, filmed in 1984. We're one step closer to a Major League Baseball stadium, a state house committee today, giving the thumbs up to the billion-dollar plan for the ballpark on the west side of Salt Lake. Representative Ryan Wilcox's bill first focuses on getting restoration projects going on the west side around where this new stadium would be. This gives us an opportunity to... And talk about the restoration district to take what is now an industrial, in many cases, a blighted area, 
and be able to lift that. The roughly $900 million taxpayer dollars the state would put down for the new stadium wouldn't come until if and when we get a team. At that point, the money would come from a rise in the hotel room and the rental car taxes with the Larry H. Miller Company covering the other $900 million. But this money may not just be coming from out-of-state tourists, according to St. George-based lodging executive Josh Sutton. I have data showing that more than half of our business comes from residents of Utah. The committee ultimately voted to pass the bill 8-2. to two. It now heads to the full house for a vote. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Trending on on social media, if you drop your iPhone in the toilet, what do you do? You put it in a bag of rice to let it dry off, right? Wrong. Apple is now warning customers against this. The company says little pieces of rice could damage your phone. Instead, wipe off the water, wait for it to dry, and save the rice for dinner. The three things you need to know this hour first. A bill that could open the door at Utah schools for chaplains is sparking debate, with some saying religious counsel is already available and doesn't need to be in schools, while others praise the idea of giving the option, but question what religions are included. I'm KSL News Radio's Eric Cabrera. Second, a high-altitude balloon has been intercepted over Utah. Not blown up, just intercepted. The military watching closely. NORAD determined that it wasn't being steered and doesn't pose a threat. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. It's been kind of a quiet Friday afternoon drive. However, we still have some leftover heavy and slow traffic on I-15, and it's in Salt Lake County going southbound from Murray off and on through Bluffdale. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Sunshine continues into the weekend. I'm Kevin Eubank. 50 degrees at the KSL Common Spirit Health Studios. Now our top national stories. From ABC News. I'm Daria Albinger. A day before South Carolina's Republican primary, an issue in another state looms large. I strongly support the availability of IVF for couples who are trying to have a precious little beautiful baby. I support it. Donald Trump commenting on the Alabama Supreme Court ruling, which equates frozen embryos with children. The former president has a large lead in the polls heading into the vote, but Nikki Haley says he can't win a general election. Don't complain about what happens in a general election if you don't vote in this primary. It matters. The state's former governor says she's staying in the race no matter what happens tomorrow. A New York jury's found the NRA and its former leader liable in a lawsuit that centers on the organization's lavish spending. Border security was a big topic at today's Republican governor's meeting. This really is on the federal government. There's some disagreement on how much the president can do and, and can't do, and, and, and I, I push back on the president on that. Um, but uh, but we, I, I think there's also general consensus that the Congress does have to do something. Utah Governor Spencer Cox speaking to reporters. The U.S. lunar lander is on the moon, but there's been a complication. After working through a bunch of challenges like a navigation system that went out while approaching the moon, Steve Altimus, CEO of Intuitive Machines, which built Odysseus, or Odi for short, says it is stable. We do have communications with the uh, with the lander. But while they initially thought it landed upright, they have now determined Odie's foot got caught in the lunar surface while landing and it's actually on its side, but the science on board is still working. Alex Stone, EBC News. The U.S. and the European Union today heaped hundreds of new sanctions on Russia in response to the death of opposition leader Alexei Navalny and as the invasion of Ukraine heads into a third year. You're listening to ABC News. And now the KSL in-depth. Everybody's all excited. Yeah, we might get a Major League Baseball team. They're going to build a stadium. You've been hearing this, and everybody's been talking about it this week. You know who's not happy? Utah's hotel industry. Live in the studio, K 
KSL TV's Lindsay Ertz, who's been following the story today. So the hotel industry does not like this plan. Why? Well, they have some concerns about it. Generally, they support bringing MLB. They they said they were they were excited about it, right? As most people are, but there are some nuances, right, and some devils in the details here with how we're bringing this team. So this major plan. This is just talking about the Major League Baseball stadium, not the NHL. That's a whole separate deal, right? But just this MLB stadium that we're uh, trying to help fund up at the legislature would increase Utah's hotel taxes statewide. It's called a TRT, a transient room tax, right? And we all pay it when we go stay in hotel rooms. Well, state leaders argue that, um, you know, this is largely going to be paid by folks from out of state, right? When they come in and stay at our hotels, then they pay this tax. Well, this tax doesn't discriminate versus whether you're from here or not from here. So everybody pays it. And that's kind of the argument of the Utah hotel industry who are saying, well, we see as it as it as about 50-50, where we have 50% in-state people paying versus 50% out-of-state people paying um, for hotel taxes. And so, yes, some of this is going to fall to the taxpayers of Utah to help foot the bill when you go stay at a hotel. They also have concerns that just as you layer taxes on top of hotels, it makes the room rates more expensive and that they might not be able to keep up with costs, so they might have to raise hotel room rates. Okay, so tell me, first of all, are we talking about pennies here? How much would this tax for the baseball stadium cost me if I visit a hotel in Utah? Okay, so just for ease of math, if you stay in a room for 200 bucks a night, the 1.5% increase in tax would be about $3. So, But if you stay for four nights, that's three times four, right? That's $12, 12 in tax. Yeah. So it's, it's not a huge chunk in terms of overall, you know, your tax, but it is an increase from where we are now. And, um, you know, that's kind of the argument from the lawmakers, too, is they're saying, okay, well, three bucks per a $200 room is not that big of an increase, right? It's spread out all over the state. Uh, And the benefit, this is another thing they argue, is the benefit, the economic benefit of an MLB stadium is what they really support. That There are going to be a lot of people staying in hotels because of baseball here in Utah. Lawmakers are saying this is a wonderful idea. Well, of course they Charge are. Charge the outsiders. <laughs> Why not? Of course they are. And, and by and large, I think a lot of people are supportive of this deal, including the hotel industry. But again, the devil's in the details with these things. And so one of the main ways that we are supporting this is not only raising hotel taxes, but rental car taxes as well will go up a little bit. And then um, we're also creating this Fair Park District over there on this west side, and they're uh, we're just kind of taking the increase in the property tax value over there to go back into the project. So nobody's property taxes are going up, right? It's just if you start a business over there, your property tax in the area could go up because inevitably more businesses, more restaurants, more hotels will come into that area. So the uh, the important point is everybody should pay attention to what's going on with this baseball stadium. Well, this is not coming, quote unquote, free, right? It's not coming free. We have to finance it a little bit, but the difference is we're using tax payer dollars to finance it and the state argues that we have safeguards in place in this bill so we're not footing the bill thanks so much ksl tv's lindsay Ertz. she'll be on television tonight at 6 30 with the full details on the story thanks for stopping by traffic and weather together every 10 minutes we're brought to you by sinclair's dino pay app Save up to 20 cents per gallon. Ricky, what's going on? We're starting to see a little more traffic showing up on the 201 now. This is westbound between I-215's West Belt 
out to Bangor Highway. But the real delays remain southbound to I-15, and that's between 53rd South Murray, almost to the point of the mountain, with the worst of the slowing going through Murray by the south interchange to 7200 South. Josh? Got a little bit of brake tapping on Mountain View corridor through daybreak, but it's lighter than usual on Bangor Highway. Down in Utah County, it's now seeing its fair share of afternoon delays. Those are slow southbound I-15 through Pleasant Grove and a patch of unusual delays southbound through Spanish Fork. Steve. Well, no brake tapping on north through southbound 15. We're zipping along. No problems. Good speeds between downtown Salt Lake and Willard Bay by the Flying J. All clear and quiet on 215's West Belt. Same for Legacy, the West Davis Highway, and I-84. Do have some scattered slow spots, the, uh, though, on north and southbound. Uh, Foothill Drive between Sunnyside and 17 South. A picture kitchen with Durden's appliance where they meet any competitor's price. Visit Durden's.com or on 5th South and Bountiful. Durden's brands you know at prices you'll love. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center. The KSL 7-day forecast starts off with sunny skies and mild temperatures for the weekend. Tonight, 31 and then 55 and mostly sunny Saturday, 60 mostly sunny on Sunday. Storm will arrive on Monday, valley rain to start, then it mixes over to snow Monday night into Tuesday and potential for a slushy Tuesday morning commute. Clears out by Tuesday night, we're back to partly cloudy skies and 40s on Wednesday, 50s and more sunshine to finish next week. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Kevin Eubank. It's 50 degrees, your seven-day forecast brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. We'll be back with the market close in just a moment.